Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. Welcome to No Added Preservatives on the Voice America Kids channel. This is a show where the host isn't afraid to tell you like it is about, well, a bunch of stuff. Whether you're into books, TV, movies, or games, there's something here for you. Now, here is your host. Hello, America and Canada. Uh, this is Noah Lehman with, vo- with No Added Preservatives on the Voice America Kids Network. And this is very special today for a very important reason. What's that reason, Noah? Well, the reason is because I'm not actually calling and talking and doing this whole podcast today from Canada. I'm actually in Cocoa Beach, Florida right now. Very sunburnt, very hot, very fun. Today's topic is Xbox 720, PS4, and the Wii 2. I'm going to be talking about the supposedly new consoles that may be coming out soon or may be coming out in the long run. Here we go. Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony have all been in a technology race from the beginning. All three companies dominated the market with the GameCubes, Xboxes, and PlayStation consoles. And now, they have since revolutionized the gaming world, and they've all, all released game consoles after them. They've released portable gaming consoles. Not so much Microsoft with the portable gaming consoles. They're more computers... But they've, they've all released their stuff, like Nintendo's released, uh, since it's released, the Wii, and which is what I'm going to mainly be talking about, and the Game Boys, and the Nintendo DS. Sony has released its famous PSP, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about what might be coming up in the future. Their latest Wii's Xbox 360 and P PlayStation 3 are all equipped with motion technology. Originally, the Wii was the only one with motion technology, and it came out a little earlier than the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3s. But now, the Xbox 360 has released its Kinect, and the PlayStation has pretty much copied the Wii with its PlayStation Move, and they're all pretty much equal, kinda. The uh, Many different gaming groups have asked the three gaming developers when they will be creating a new console. Uh, the race has seemed to be be pretty quiet they're not really making any more consoles right now and they're more upgrading and adding stuff to their present consoles so people are trying to figure out if they're ever going to be releasing another console all have said they will be creating a new console but at the earliest it would be 2013 which is two years away so there's still a bit of time for the xbox 360 and playstation 4 and the wii uh not the playstation 4 the playstation 3 they all said they will be creating a new one. Uh, I'm just going to talk... I'm going to be talking about what the upgrades might be for the new Xbox 720, PS4, and Wii 2. I'm assuming the name will be. These aren't exactly what the names will be, I'm sure. This is just what we're guessing. The Xbox 720 upgrades would include better graphics, which is pretty hard to beat, since the Xbox 360 still has pretty good graphics, depending on which game you have. It has HD cords which is great. Uh, it, it has Netflix, it has movie capabilities. Another thing that they, they might upgrade when it comes to the Xbox 720, which would be the new one coming out, if it, they do end up calling it that, would be adding uh, a, har- a greater hard drive, um, so maybe even 400 gigabytes. 
since some people are, are bursting and have to buy two or three more uh, 100 gigabyte hard drives, uh, they would probably add Blu-ray like the PS the PS3 already has, and there would, it would probably be mainly a motion platform like the Wii. Uh, so instead of having see Xbox and PlayStation are mainly uh, hand controller controller oriented, not motion. So it's like joysticks and butt D pads and stuff. Unlike the Wii, which is a con- it's also controller, but it's more motion. So you'd probably still have the standard Xbox controller and PlayStation Three controller. Instead, it would be a mainly motion controller that you would be using most of the time. You could still use the other ones. The Wii Two would probably be equipped with HD. That's what sets apart the Wii from the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty right now. Is the Wii because it came out before it? Nintendo always tries to release their things a little early so they can kind of get a head start since they're, they, they, they had the motion technology first, but they're not always the most advanced out of all of them. The problem with them releasing early is just the fact that they don't, with, with Xbox and PlayStation 4, because they didn't release earlier and they're just normal platforms, they added the motion essence into it, which makes it like, the PlayStation plus the Wii, or the Xbox plus the Wii, which makes it a little better. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Noah Lehman, and our topic today is the Xbox 720, PS4, and Wii 2. Uh, we, we already talked about that if they are releasing any, it would probably be around 2013. Uh, we're not sure they haven't exactly set a date, but at the earliest. So the Wii 2 would probably be equipped with HD, because unlike the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, the Wii does not have high definition. It actually has really poor graphics, which doesn't really matter because of the fun of it. And it's not really about graphics. It's more about having fun and getting into the game. Although it would definitely help. And there, I have a lot of friends that say they don't like the Wii because of the graphics, which I think is pretty shallow, but that's just my opinion. Information has come forth that uh, Nintendo would be releasing their console early again, so their new Wii 2, as they did before. So, I told you before that at earliest they would be releasing at 2013. Well, people just found out recently, they haven't found out for sure, but Nintendo, they've been asking them if they'll be releasing their Wii earlier this time, and they said yes. They haven't said they haven't haven't said if they'll be releasing it before 2013. Like like I said, the other consoles could be releasing them at 2015 or 2020. You know. However, the Wii could be releasing it early as in 2013. But people have even suggested that they might be releasing their consoles early as 2011. That's this year. So you guys need to get ready because this Wii 2 is gonna have. It, it'll probably have a Blu-ray player. You'll be able to play normal standard DVDs. It'll probably be easier connectable. And it would probably, the console would probably run faster. It might even have 3G. You never know. Like, they haven't told us exactly what it's going to have. It's pretty cool. It might be coming out early. Uh, the PlayStation 4. I'm going to talk a little bit about what those upgrades might include. The upgrade, the, the PlayStation 4 would have a faster graphics drive. It still ha- it has a good graphics drive. Not quite as good as the Xbox 360 when it comes to some things. But the PlayStation 4 would probably have a more multiplayer format. It's kind of annoying with the PlayStation 4 because, well, the PlayStation 3, I don't own one, and, but I, whenever I've been over there, it's kind of been the thing where you can plug in two controllers and then connect two controller wirelessly. I'm not absolutely sure about this, but with my friends, that's what they've told me, and I'm not trying to release a blanket statement, but I assume 
the PlayStation 4 would be a more multiplayer format, so it would be easier to connect, and you wouldn't, you'd be able to have all wireless controllers or all cord controllers. Uh, it would be mainly Motion 2, like the Xbox 720, as is assumed by uh, different gaming communities. And another thing that just sets Xbox 360 apart from PlayStation 3 and just PlayStation in general is PlayStation's Live isn't paid for. It's not as great as Xbox 360's either, but I, I assume if I was the PlayStation company or Sony, I would, I, would, I would take the PlayStation 4 as a good time to set up paid for live. I might sound like a mean person, like, but that was the only thing we enjoyed about PlayStation. Not that there's nothing great about PlayStation. It's a great console. Um, however, they can do a lot more and enhance PlayStation a lot more if they have it paid for. Now, they didn't agree that the Wii would be coming out. They didn't agree that it was coming out early. Well, they they said it would be coming out a little earlier. They didn't say it would be coming out 2011. They have not denied that it will be coming out 2011. That's something for you guys to be ready for. I, 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 would, I would suggest when they're coming out, since they're all going to be mainly in motion, all, all, I, all I know for sure is that Nintendo's always a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to their new consoles. So... I, I would suggest buying Xbox will probably be the most advanced. PlayStation will probably be the same as the Wii or a little bit under the 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 Xbox expectations, I would assume. However, like I said, advanced doesn't always mean more fun, so the Wii will probably be the most fun and because of its amazing franchise and all its success in the past, Wii will probably be the one you want to get. Thank you for listening. Let's take a break. I'm Noah Lehman. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids, and this is no added preservatives, not even sodium glycerin macro. I'm sorry. I mean glycolic acid. Thank you for listening. Uh, please don't leave. Don't leave. I'm serious. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids Channel for Behind the Line. 
Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're tuned in to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids. Ready to get... Welcome back to the Voice America Kids Network, my minions. I am Noah Lehman, and this is No Added Preservatives, not even calcium benzoate, or hexamine or heptobarabin. Today's topic is role-playing games. I'm going to take you through these RPGs, which these the three I'm going to talk about are on the computer. So they're online, kind of you have to sign up, or you have to buy the game, or some sort of membership or something. I'm just going to run through three of them, teach you how to not, well, not really teach you, but give you some tips on how to be addicted, which ones are the most addicting, and which ones are worth your money. RPGs have been some of the most renowned and most addicting genres of gameplay since the beginning. Every gaming platform has a role-playing game that will keep you glued to the screen. The computer is known for the most deadly. When I say deadly, I'm just trying to add drama. There isn't actually any death involved. However, the three of the most renowned role-playing games... RuneScape, which has been around here for like seven years or something crazy like that, World of Warcraft, and Minecraft, which is actually a breakout game that's just starting to get major. All, all three of these role-playing games will steal away your afternoons, and maybe even your life if you're not careful. RuneScape. Start online at runescape.com, their official website. It's an online server-based game, which, for those of you when I say server, it means you have to go online to the website, create an account, and there's actually a bunch of servers, so a bunch of different kind of connections set up with different worlds that you click on one and click join, and then you join, and there's a whole bunch of people on this other server. So you're not playing by yourself. You're actually playing with other people around the world. There are millions of people around the world, actually. They won't necessarily filter their content, but this doesn't have to be a problem if you have if your parents or you, or there's some sort of privacy settings on your account, which can be enabled, and um, that you can't see any writing and you can't type. There, are, I'm pretty sure there are servers that actually don't even have any writing. Uh, I'm not sure this this was an effect when I played, which was like a long time ago. However, there are, there are ways to get around that bad, unfiltered, mean people. Privacy settings are dependent on the account. You basically, the idea of the game is to level up by killing monsters and doing other things in a magical kingdom. You can rank up in different areas. When I say rank up, I mean level up um, by doing different kind of skills and practicing them to mastery. Uh, by such as crafting objects, wood cutting, fire making, which doesn't sound very productive. Like fire making, what's that good in life, really? Um, but you know what? There's, there's like 37 other more skills. Some of them you actually have to be a member to be able to do. I'll talk about that later. RuneScape is kind of a do-whatever-you-want game. It's, you know what? Probably Donald Trump wouldn't agree with me, but I would say it's great for entrepreneurs that don't make it in the real world. You know, or, or, or you're practicing and getting ready to be an entrepreneur. It's good business training. 
you you basically cut trees and you sell you level as you level up you can get more expensive logs and sell them to people and like rip them off so they have to pay like a lot of money uh to for like five hundred dollars for like oak logs and you can kind of do that you can sell pies and stuff uh you can make weapons and there's smelting involved and making weapons and tools and stuff but it's a do whatever you want game uh it, it doesn't really have any rules although it takes away long periods of time and there really isn't a lot of action lots of the time it's like click 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 and it's a whole screen and you're kind of in the middle so it's like third person view not like so you click on the screen where you want to go and when there's a monster you basically click on it go to the side and it says attack talk or something like that and you click on attack and it's basically like hit one two three hit one two three hit one so it's not very action involved uh next so that that's it's addictive half the game you have to pay per month so the membership actually costs like seven dollars a month or something crazy like that it's a fun game highly addictive be careful you're listening to the voice america kids network and i'm noah Lehman. our topic today is role-playing games on the computer i just talked about runescape very addicting be careful with that one going to talk about world of warcraft the franchise, the franchise by Blizzard, is an epic, similar to RuneScape role-playing game involving you to choose your character, level up, collect tools, weapons, and pets to vanquish your friends and enemies while you travel the world of Warcraft. Use different weapons, from swords to guns to magic spells, to attack animals and other players too. You can even get items at certain events, such as the Mohawk grenade event. Uh, which happened a while ago. I'm not sure if it's still in play. I don't actually own this game. The characters are super customizable with tons of clothing, armor, tools, and weapons for your character. There's lots for you to get. So many that if you're not on a computer with enough memory, so if you're on a laptop, you have to really be careful because it could take up, like, your whole, like, sometimes it takes up, like, 10 gigabytes. Well, 10 gigabytes doesn't sound like a lot, but it actually is a lot. Maybe even more. Not quite sure. My friend says it takes up 32, but uh, he's likely exaggerating. If you don't have enough RAM, if you RAM random access memory, so there needs to be left over for it to be able to, your computer to be able to work properly, you don't want to get this game. Really slows down. You sign up at us.battle.net slash WOW slash EN, or you could just type in worldofwarcraft.com and it'll take you to that. I, I would prefer number two. It's easier, very fast. However, World of Warcraft, I'm not sure how it works, but my friend makes it sound like it's a pay-as-you-go kind of thing. Not necessarily a sign-up one-time membership or buy the game once. You have to pay to buy the... It sounds like you have to pay to buy the pat, the map pack, like Cataclysm, which is a new kind of expansion pack that came out. And then after you buy the expansion pack, you have to pay kind of per month or year or some sort of thing to be able to play. on the, It's a server-based game, too. To actually play the game, you have to pay per month or year or something like that. Kind of like Xbox Live. Not 100% sure on me. Like, don't say, oh, I don't want that game because I have to pay per year. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I couldn't actually figure it out. I searched on the website and stuff. Uh, now I'm going to move on to Minecraft. Minecraft? Well, anyways, yeah, World of Warcraft is very addicting. However, Minecraft, which was made by Mayhong, a breakout company... Uh, you go to Minecraft.net to sign up, 
and it's a one-time purchase game. So you basically buy it with a credit card online. I don't actually think it's in-store yet. I'm sure it will be soon because it's starting to break out. However, you buy it, it's $20, I think, $19.99 or some crazy number like that. Not actually crazy. Just saying that. Uh, you, it's one-time purchase game, so you don't have to renew a membership or play as you go kind of thing. You choose what your guy looks like, and then you go and create a world, which is basically, you go to a world, uh, and you just spawn in this random place, and there's mountains, and snow, and water, and desert islands, and deserts, underground caverns, and you walk through, and you, there's trees and stuff, and you mine blocks. So you click on a block, and it takes a while at first um, to mine, actually. But when you actually mine that block, and you take away a block from where it is, you actually get that block in your inventory, and you can place it wherever you want. So as you go through and you cut down trees, you can get wooden pickaxes and then stone pickaxes, and then you can mine iron with the stone pickaxe and get an iron pickaxe, and then you can get a crystal pickaxe. And you go through all sorts of minerals, from iron to crystal to gold to lapis lazuli. I'm not even sure if that exists. There's minerals that they made up, you can you can do anything. You can even farm sugarcane in it, which you can use to make cakes and stuff. Uh, you can you can kill sheep and pigs and cows, or you can milk the cows. There's lots to do in it. You you can create a crafting box, and with the crafting box, you craft your own desks and you craft your own desks and tools and stuff and weapons. You you craft you can you can make anything you want. After you 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 can mine blocks and stuff, certain blocks uh, of like cobble and make cobblestone or sandstone and make castles, which I like to do. It's a very addicting game, so be careful. You can make boats, mine carts, and big tracks. You can and you can even make it like a train if you get like a an engine powered mine cart. Very fun. You'll understand it more when if you buy the game. I really suggest out of all of the Minecraft. Uh, it's the easiest to set up. You can play it anywhere. Very fun. Uh, and actually, once you've built your own castle and stuff, and you're getting bored and you're like, oh, maybe this isn't worth it, go to the options menu and you click on the settings, and it, it has difficulty. And if it's on, it should be on peaceful. And then you you can click it and go to hard, easy, medium, or whatever, and you will actually be able to fight monsters. And you kill spiders and get string, and you can make bow and arrows or fishing rods. Very fun. Very entertaining. Out of all of them, I would say Minecraft is the most worth your money. The other ones you'll get addicting very easily, and it's very hard when it comes to content. Minecraft. You can play online if you have an IP address of your friends who own the game. It's not as fun for online if you want to play multiplayer, but it's still a great game. Let's take a break. I'm Noah Lehman. Keep it right here, and you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. 
Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, Please The Bad, and The Ugly. Until the show comes Mondays to at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, Voice on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Tune in to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids. Ready to get back to the show? We thought so. Back to your host. Hello again. It's me, your old friend Noah from the Voice America Kids Network, and this is No Added Preservatives. Not even DM, DM, high dance one. Right now, our topic is the best game developers of all time. Going to run you through the top ten. So... There are game platforms, video games, and then there are the blame, the brains, not the blames, the brains, the developers. Here's the top ten of all time, and the reason why they have the places they do, or not necessarily the reason why, but games and stuff and the stuff they I'm moving on. Number ten, we have Activision. From the beginning, Activision has had a bird's eye view on the gaming world, and in 1982 released the renowned puzzle game Pitfall, an instant classic. One game that no matter how far in the future you go, you will keep trying again and again. The idea is you're a man running through an obstacle park, jumping over alligators, puddles, swinging from vines, and this actually saved the gaming world. In 19 in the 80s, people were very skeptical about video games, and a lot of experts said that, oh, these games won't last another year. Pitfall brought gaming back to that era, and if it wasn't for Pitfall, games would probably not be around around right now, and they'd probably even be like illegal or something crazy like that. They've had fun games, but since Pitfall, they haven't really had, they didn't really have many more hits until the World War II shooter series, Call of Duty, came out. So the first Call of Duty came out by Activision, but it's kind of weird because they then abandoned it thought it was kind of too intense. Until the fourth Modern Warfare. So other people took over Modern Warfare because they're like, this is amazing. Then they're like, hey, we're going to take out a new one. Forget about World War II. We're going to the modern people. We're going to involve everyone. 
So they went, they created modern warfare, which then took the head of the gaming world in the first person. And it was pretty big in the first person shooter world. At number nine, we have Sega. Sega is actually a company started by an American. Right now, it's Japanese. It was started by an American serviceman during wartime in the 1940s. In Hawaii, the original name was Standard Games, which soon changed to Service Games, which taking the two first letters from each word spells Sega. So SE from Service and then GA from Games spells Sega, and that's where the name came from. Sega is a classic, even at their home console. Kind of ran out, though. Didn't really do too good after a couple of years. The, the, but the developers of the franchise, that it, they, they, they created Sonic the Hedgehog. Which, Sonic the Hedgehog was a, such a big hit that they actually made TV shows out of it. And there's video games about it still going on today. They had hits. Their um, two big hits included Sonic the Hedgehog and Streets of Rage. At number eight, we have Square Enix. The revolutionizer of the Afternoon Stealer, which is the role-playing game, and sandbox storyline, they, they, they owned the idea of the sandbox storyline game. Their hit title was Dragon Warrior. I don't actually have any more for you about this. You're going to have to search it up yourself because I've never actually heard of this game. But I'm moving on. At number seven, we have LucasArts. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The epic Star Wars movie had just shocked the world with the most epic struggle of good and evil. Now, LucasArts, the creators of the movie franchise, extended it to a gaming empire. Star Wars games were an instant hit, like many others. And my favorite games include the new Force Unleashed, what was by, which was by LucasArts. I'm pretty sure right now they have it's not LucasArts anymore. It's Lucas Games, or something like that. But it's still the same thing they just changed the name for instead of... Now it's Lucasfilms and Lucas Games, or I actually, I think it's Lucasfilms and LucasArts. Yes, it is LucasArts. Never mind. Uh, but the new Force Unleashed, which is an epic game, and probably LucasArts' best creation. At number six, we have EA Electronic Arts. In my opinion, EA should be number one with its revolutionary sports games and the newer Battlefield games and Spore Creatures. Battlefield and Spore Creatures are both some of my favorite games. I have a lot of favorite games, but those are actually probably the top five. The Sims is EA, as well as SimCity, and EA has created numerous strategy games and mastered the genre with its release of Black and White in 1997, I think. I believe the reason that EA isn't at least number two is because of the fact that it doesn't create games by itself, but rather publishes them. Like DICE um, was the main worker on Battlefield Bad Company and all the other Battlefield games. Sport Creatures is pretty fun, too. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Noah Lehman, and our topic today is the best game developers of all time. At number five, we have Ubisoft. Ubisoft has created some pretty amazing storylines and has released, has released many iPod and iPad applications that I have bought. It, is, however, it however, is infamous for its release of none other than Assassin's Creed. Uh, if you guys didn't understand my epic uh, accent thing, well, it wasn't really an accent. I said Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed is one of my most favorite storylines. It's pretty epic. It also has the creator. It, um, it, it's like you're this assassin guy that goes around killing targets for these people, and then you end up turning on the people that hired you because you realize they're the bad guys, not the guys you're actually going after. It's pretty cool, pretty controversial, like the Da Vinci Code. But it's a fun game. I don't actually own it, but it's a fun game. It also was the creator of 
Prince of Persia franchise as well as Splinter Cell, which is like the modern Assassin's Creed Splinter Cell. Now, at number four, we have Konami. Konami's ingenuity lies in its simplicity. The idea of creating games that are super simplistic with super easy storylines and controls, and they had pretty much allowed the addiction of the game to control you. Frogger was its most infamous release. The idea was simple. Get the frogs from one side of the road to the other side of the road. But look out for traffic. When you lose and you're frog, you, you don't make it to the other side. You will not stop. You will keep trying until you have made it to level 40. I don't know. I don't know how many levels there are. I haven't played in a while. Um, at number three, we have Capcom. Mega Man was the hit. Such a hit that it even spawned a television series, like Sonic. For a while, I'm not sure if it's actually still going. Um, the idea is you're a blue dude in a cyber universe with a plasma cannon built into you, to his arm. You fly around, shooting, shooting the bad guys, and trying to beat the level. I had this game for Game Boy Color. That is, like, ancient. How do, I don't even know why I had a Game Boy Color. Like, I'm really that old. Like, totally. Yeah. It's also famous for the Resident Evil series, which is kind of a sci-fi horror. Kind of like Laura Croft Tomb Raider, if you know what that is, I guess. Kind of a knockoff. At number two, we have Namco. Every worthwhile arcade on the face of the earth is nothing without their Pac-Man video game console. The game exploded on the game market, and it is to this day a must-have console. Or even for your iPod, you can get it. Like, this has taken over the game world and is still owning. You're basically a yellow circle with a mouse named Pac-Man, and you navigate a maze eating shining orbs and fruit while you are chased by evil ghosts. Oh, but it gets better. Eat the giant orbs, and you can eat the ghosts. I don't even know how it's possible since they, like, go through walls, but you can eat the ghosts. Namco is also famous for its release of Galaga. 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 Not Galacta. It's Galaga. It's called Galaga. It's Galaga. Dad, it's Galaga. The sci-fi shooter involves you in a spaceship, shooting down other spaceships while you avoid its bullets and suicidal ship. You avoid other bullets and the suicidal ships that sometimes crash, in, crash into you. Some consoles might actually say Galactica, but the first term was Galaga, so it's Galaga, I'm sure about that. All worthwhile arcades would not only have the Pac-Man, but it would have Galaga, since I think Galaga is more fun than Pac-Man. I get scared of the ghosts. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I do. At number one, we have none other than since the beginning owned with a P the gaming world. That is Nintendo. Mario, Luigi. These red-hatted and green-hatted bros traveled the world of the Mushroom Kingdom, fighting Goombas and Koopas, and which are turtle-headed guys, on your way to free the princess from the wretched Bowser. Nintendo, since releasing the Mario Brothers game, which was a long time ago, I think my mom played it. Oh, my mom's old. Don't tell her I said that, Mom. I did. I, I love you. Uh, anyhow, they've created franchise. They've they, it's come into a gaming empire, and they've got just about every sport in the world with Mario's name on it. Mario Croquet, Mar Super Mario Hopscotch. They've got a. They don't actually have to say that. I'm just joking. They've released numerous video game consoles, 
Nintendo has, such as the GameCube, Wii, and the portable Game Boys and Nintendo DS. Nintendo is hands down the best. Though the other, the places of the other ones is they do have reasons for their places on the top game developers charts, and they are all worth your time. Thank you for listening. Let's take a break. I'm Noah Lehman, and keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids, and this is no other preservatives, not even Tia Bendisol. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here. And because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
sure to tune in to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids. Ready to get back to the show? We thought so. Back to your hopes. Hi again, guys. I'm Noah Lehman, and this is No Added Preservatives, not even paraben or fight or second penicillosifenol. I don't know. I, don't, I can't pronounce that. Who comes up with this? Latin. Anyhow, um, today's topic right now is my favorite games currently. Well, not currently, probably of all time. What a, well, you know what I'm saying. Again, this is Voice America Kids. Don't forget them. They're the brains behind. Well, no, not the, yes, they're the brains, I guess. Anyhow, my favorite game currently would be Halo Reach, which I've talked about a lot, Age of Empires, and Black and White. Halo Reach, I'm going to touch on a bit because you already know a lot about it since I've included that in almost all of them because it's so amazing. I'm, so I'm going to start with Age of Empires. Age of Empires is a strategy game involving different... It's pretty controversial, actually. It, it's, you start off, basically, in a little town or whatever, whatever they put you, and you're, you're kind of the god, the brains behind the whole idea, and you place buildings and send men to gather resources, and you cut down trees, uh, you make wagons, you make soldiers, and you destroy all the other people in the area, and ultimately become the victor. And there's different campaign modes, which are like the whole storyline, I guess. There's one about the Fountain of Youth, which is actually by legend based in Florida. And I think they're even making a Pirates of the Caribbean movie about it. Anyways, you're this guy uh, from Spain or somewhere. I don't, I don't know. It's some, I don't know. Malta, Malta, that's it, Malta. And you're fighting the Ottomans, which had an empire a long time ago, which is now called Turkey. Funny name. <laughs> um, anyhow, these Ottomans are trying to find the Fountain of Youth, and you're trying to get to it before them, and you're actually fighting them until you get to the Fountain of Youth in Florida, in the New World, and then you're like, they're like, the bad, those guys over there, you can't let them get to the Fountain of Youth. The Ottomans are like that. And then you become allied with the Ottomans. It's so cool. And you fight all these bad guys, and you're like, yeah, it's, 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 it sounds really weird right now, but you have to play it. And you you basically you start off at like the 1600s and every ca- campaign you move up and it's like the person you were before their ancestors at the next campaign and then after you beat that campaign it's their ancestors until you get to like the early 1900s and you're like working on railroads and it's you you like get into talking about your ancestors and then you go back to the fountain of youth to because there's trouble going on there it's it's just cool that it like all ties in and I love it. <laughs> yeah, anyhow. So Age of Empires, there's all these buildings you get to select. You create you can create logging factories, you can create castles, and you can create uh mines and stuff, you can create boats, ports, bar I think I said barracks. You you just you, you mine certain minerals like gold and iron, and then you, with resources, you make, like, weapons and people, and you, may, you level up, and you can get, like, cannons and horsemen, and then you go and fight the enemy and basically try to conquer everybody around you that's trying to stop you. It's just really fun, and there's different things they add into it, like, you've got to build three castles before the other guys build three castles. And it's just really cool how they make it tie all together, and it's just a really great game. There's different ones. There's one that's like about China, like ancient China, which is Age of Empires 3, I think. 
Um, and the it, it also had the War Chief expansion. It's like not only can you be like the European guys, but you, there's actually the second half of the game. You're actually the you're basically the the Aboriginals from North America fighting off all the bad guys. You can be like the what's it called now? Not Navajo. I can't even remember what they're called. They're the good guys, so. Well, there is no good guys in, like, history or bad guys, but, you know, in the game, you're the good guys, ways, usually, most of the time. Anyhow, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Noah Lehman, and our topic today is my favorite games. Uh, again, this is no added preservatives. Sulfur is explosive. They put that in, like, your Coke? What? Wow, in 30 years you're going to be like explosive. Wow. Okay, I'm going to move on from Age of Empires. Great game. I'd suggest getting it. And I'm going to move on to Black and White. Black and White is actually a pretty old game. 1997 or 99 or something like that. It was created by Lionhead Studios and Electronic Arts, but it is a masterpiece. It's kind of like Age of Empires, but it's also very different. I'm being an oxymoron right now, but you would understand if you played both of them. Black and white, the idea is you're a god, you're you're a you're a god, and there's you're you're the god of Greece. Black and white too I would suggest getting because it's better. Anyhow, you're you're the god of Greece and you go through different levels fighting different bad guys and you decide whether to do good things or bad things, becoming either an evil god or a good god. That's why it's called black and white. But it's it's just great. And there's like this fountain in the middle, and if you're doing, every time you do something bad, like kill a person, one of your people, um, you, you, um, you lose points. Or every time you like harvest crops for your people, help them, which you can... And, you can make logging huts for them with resources, like Age of Empires, and they can cut down trees, or you can go and harvest trees by yourself with this little floating hand, and you can put it in factories and help it and do it for them. You can harvest grain for them. You can... There's a lot of stuff you can do for them, but another thing you do is every... There's bad things such as if you break one of their houses when you're trying... When you're trying to do something, that will do bad things. If you kill too many of the enemy and wreck towns, if you destroy buildings, if you do bang, if you make too many soldiers, it all, if you build certain buildings, like taverns, <laughs> taverns, it contributes to your evilness. If you create, like, temples, it contributes to your goodness. And every time you do something that the people enjoy, they give you tribute, which you can use to buy new buildings. Or if you get enough tribute, you can actually buy these wonders, which you get worshippers to go around them, and you get enough energy, and you can, like, send lightning at the other guys, or tornadoes, or volcanoes. It's really fun game. There's different challenges you do, which will give you t- different amounts of tribute. And the different games you get, like Black and White... Oh, wait. I totally missed the best part. When you're the god at the beginning of the game, you get to choose a pet. There's, like, a tiger, a, a wolf, a monkey... And depending on which game, if you have Battle of the Gods, you can even get a turtle. How amazing! And you, as you level them up, as you, 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 and if you take them for walks, everything you do depends on how your creature grows up. So you kind of mentor it. You can make it exercise with rocks. You can like feed it and stuff. So it's like it's like that Nintendogs and like Age of Empires in one. It's amazing. You 
So, but if you feed him too much food and you don't walk him around enough, he'll get fat and lazy. But another thing that affects him is if you're a good god or a bad god. If you're an evil god, he'll grow like really long nails and get like these fiery eye look. And if you're a really good god, he'll look like this big buff like Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy, so I shouldn't have said that. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Uh, my parents don't know. We're not Twilight fans. We don't like Twilight Hit. Um, black and white, fun game. Very old, but it's a great game. Battle of the Gods, which is like the expansion, I think. It's a lot harder. But anyways, as you level up, you go you go to different islands and stuff, and you make you can make cat like city. You may basically make cities and put walls around them and place different things, and you make armies with the amount of people you have. It's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah. Now I'm gonna just touch on I'm gonna touch on Halo Reach. Halo Reach, like I talked before. Very fun game. I like it because unlike Agent Empires in black and white, with Halo Reach, every time you go online or play campaign, you get better and better. Like Agent Agent Empires in black and white will help build your strategy, but you can't really work on better placing buildings, right? Halo Reach, you get you get faster. Like you see something pop on the screen, it's like boom, no scope. You know, which is a term you will know once you play online in Halo Three. I mean Halo Reach. It's got, like, the four, you can build your own maps, custom games, which means you can make your own games for the maps you build. And it has online, which once you get, and it has campaign, which is the storyline. On, like, five, on, like, easy, medium, heroic, and legendary, which I've been on all of them. So, uh, it's just, it never really gets boring. Like, Call of Duty games tend to get boring, but Halo Reach never really seems to. It has some things that aren't as good as Halo 3, but it's still a great game. They're all great games. I'd suggest any of them. Like, they're my favorites out of all the games I've played, which are, like, hundreds. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Again, I'm Noah Lehman. I know how to preserve this. Not even methylichloroizothiazolinone. Search that up on the internet. I don't know what it is, really. But <laughs> thank you for listening. Great talking to you. I'm going to go get some more sunburns. Your host is all talked out this week, but remember, there's another edition of No Ad Preservatives coming your way next week at the same time on Voice America Kids. Thanks for listening. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.